this is Luna Lake with our Batchet Crazy podcast. Yes, it's the KK show. Batchet Crazy Cats. I hope this is working. I'm not going to test it. And hey, hello, Quadra. We are on Quadra. Get it, Quadra. <laughs> This is nice. This sounds pretty good. Hello, Quadra. We are not on. You know where we are not. Unceded territory of the alien species black hole portal, like that, drift us away into despair. Sometimes we are the Betcher Crazy Cats, also known as the KK Show. Maybe I should say AKA the KK Show, just to put a few more K's in. Hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the show. As usual, it's about, you guessed it, mental illness. <laughs> or maybe I should say mental health struggles. Uh, or uh, neurodiversity. Or neurodiversity. Oh, yeah, my new, my new uh, name is like, uh, I was thinking, should I be a they there? Should I have a special pronoun? And But I settled on uh, Luna C N D, like. Uh, um, North Pole Delta because um, for neurodiverse it's like MD medical doctor but it's ND so it's yeah. it's my it's my new pronoun if anybody asks me what my pronoun is I'm going to tell them they have to put ND after my name because I want everybody to know straight away not my gender but that I have mental health struggles yeah isn't that fair yeah. Why would gender be more important than how many mental health struggles that you're having? <laughs> no answer from DJ Aftermath. No. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk quickly about what we're going to talk about. It always seems so funny. Like we're going, we're, I'm talking about what we're going to talk about, but they all like, do that, right? Yeah. So we got we've got Terence uh, McKenna, McKenna uh, today, and he's going to talk about um, uh, uh, um, interdimensional travels. No, no, oh, uh, he's going to talk about schizophrenic or sh uh, shamanic. Oh shit! Uh, I got it wrong. Yeah, but no, I was just uh, reading beforehand just, like, a little bit about him, and he's into this interdimensional travel uh, to, you know, the, using psychedelics and uh i don't know i was just like i was just telling lunacy that I, i've experienced that interdimensional travel without psychedelics and yeah so it's um it's interesting like yeah it's yeah it's there <laughs> yeah it's there for the taking like why does anybody go to mexico like you know and why you know for interdimensional we don't need a vaccine passport yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit confused today. I get, I had um, the mayor of Comox attacking my husband for being a hate speech promoter. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I can just take that line down. But um, my husband is definitely not a hate speech promoter. He's, uh, you know, he might have a frivolous sense of humor, but... Um, 
hate speech is defined as inciting hatred and hateful actions against a specific group and uh, uh, there is no proof of that. Uh, he just had this silly little swastika that looked like a starfish painted on this baseball hat and made a few silly comments about it because his, uh, there was a customer came by that wanted that painted on his hat and um, people got upset so he apologized and um, that was not enough. Now the mayor has released, uh, well he hasn't released but he spoke to Czech, um, Czech um, news and uh, has talked uh, called Brian uh, a guy full of hatred that he doesn't want to be associated with, etc. Which I find is uncalled for. The mayor has a big platform and I don't see how he's allowed to level that kind of aggression against a constituent and especially now we are all afraid that we are going to get vandalism and crimes against us for perpetrated as a result. And I think that's uh, highly inappropriate. I'm very upset about it. Yeah, understandable. You know, I was thinking about that. It's uh, the intensity of that. It's, uh, uh, yeah. It's uh, very difficult <laughs> to sort through. It's, uh, uh, especially right now during these times, it's, uh, it's an intense uh, symbol, and uh, like you said, it's just like it's one that uh, uh, was a you know acknowledged that you know was was maybe not appropriate, and and uh, and uh, yeah, and so it's uh, you know. Um, no, it's it's. I'm not excusing what he did, and he, but he did apologize. But what I'm trying to say is that the response of the mayor is inappropriate and much too radical, and it's oh, going, yeah. it's putting us in danger, basically. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. Unnecessarily so. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there, no research has been done uh, as to what Brian's activities in the right wing community is, which is zero. You know, he he. <laughs> He doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't associate with any groups, let, let alone radical groups, let alone right-wing groups. He's absolutely, completely and utterly innocent of that. And trying to imply something like that is, you know, is, it should not be, you know, a mayor of a, of a township should know better than that. Yeah, yeah I can't believe it because, uh, you know, I spent time with Brian and... Uh, um, yeah, he's amazing. So in so many ways, and so, um, but I've never, you know, had any inkling of, of anything else. Yeah, know? he doesn't and, do that. That's not that's not what he does then, at all. Yeah, and then just to be, you know, it's like, it's the damage that's going to be done. It's like it's already been done. And it's like, yeah, it, and it, you know, it does invite danger, and, and yeah, it's, especially in this. A small community. Well, let's just hope nothing happens, but I'm not entertained. Yeah. Makes me mentally ill to have to deal with politicians like that. And they get paid by my money. Taxpayer money. Yeah, you can see their side of influence. For sure. If you want to control the narrative, you have to be responsibly controlling the narrative. So, um, yeah, we are going to play Terence McKenna's um, um, segment on uh, schizophrenia. And uh, he has some case, does he have some case studies, I think you said, of uh, people with schizophrenia and, and their, what they did uh, throughout their lives or after their diagnosis? Uh, um, yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah, I know he's kind of shaken up from, you know, um, 
okay. Hey, why don't we just play it? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, just play let's it. do that. We can talk about them after. Yeah. If they choose. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Schizophrenia is just a, a catch-all term for mental uh, forms of mental uh, behavior that we don't understand. In the 19th century, there was a term melancholia, which we would now call bipolar depression, so forth and so on. But all forms of, of sadness, unhappiness, maladaptation, so forth and so on, were poured into this label melancholia. Now, schizophrenia is a similar thing. I can remember an experience I had years ago. I was in the Tolman Library at the University of California, um, which is the psych library, and I was looking up some drug or something, but then, and I just saw a book, and I pulled it off the shelf, a book about schizophrenia, and it said, uh, the typical schizophrenic lives in a world of twilight imagining, marginal to his society, incapable of holding a regular job. These people live on the fringes, content to drift in their own self-created value system. That's it. That's it. Now I understand. Um, we have no tradition of shamanism. We have no tradition of uh, of journeying into these Why mental shook up? worlds. Uh, we are terrified of madness. Yeah, we fear it know, because sad. the Western <laughs> mind is a house of cards. And the people who built that house of cards know that. And they are terrified of madness. Uh, Tim Leary once said, or I gave him credit for saying, he later told me he never said it, but whoever said it, this was a brilliant statement. Someone once said, LSD is a psychedelic substance which occasionally causes psychotic behavior in people who have not taken it. Right? And I would bet you that more people have exhibited psychotic behavior from not taking LSD but just thinking about it than ever exhibited it from taking it. Certainly in my family, I, I watched my parents both go psychotic from the mere fact that LSD existed. They would never have taken it. There is a great phobia about the mind. The Western mind is very queasy when first principles are questioned. Rarer than corpses in this society are the untreated mad, because uh, uh, we, we just, we can't come to terms with that. A shaman is someone who swims in the same ocean as a schizophrenic, but the shaman has thousands and thousands of years of sanctioned technique and tradition to draw upon in a traditional society if you exhibit quote-unquote schizophrenic tendencies you are immediately drawn out of the pack and put under the care and tutelage of master shamans you are told you are special your abilities are very central to the health of our society you will cure you will prophesy you will guide our society in its most fundamental decisions contrast this with what a person exhibiting schizophrenic activity in our society is told they're so you don't fit in you are becoming a problem you don't pull your own weight you are not of equal worth to the rest of us you are sick you have to go to the hospital you have to be locked up you are on a par with prisoners and lost dogs in our society so that treatment of schizophrenia makes it incurable imagine if you were slightly odd and the solution were to take you and put you lock you into a place where everyone was seriously mad that would drive anyone mad if you've ever been in a madhouse you know that it's an environment calculated to make you crazy and to keep you crazy 
uh, this would never happen in, in an aboriginal or traditional society. I wrote a book, I mean, this has to be the wrap-up because we're over time, but I wrote a book called The Archaic Revival. I signed it tonight for some of you. The idea there is that we have gone sick by following a path of untrammeled rationalism, male dominance, attention to the visible surface of things, uh, practicality, bottom lineism. We have gone very, very sick. And the body politic, like any body, when it feels itself to be sick, it begins to produce antibodies or strategies for overcoming the condition of disease. And the 20th century is an enormous effort at self-healing. Phenomena as diverse as surrealism, body piercing, psychedelic drug use, sexual permissiveness, jazz, experimental uh, dance, rave culture, tattooing, the list is endless. What do all these things have in common? They represent various styles of rejection of linear values. The society is trying to cure itself by an archaic revival, by a reversion to archaic values. So when I see people manifesting sexual ambiguity or scarifying themselves or showing a lot of flesh or dancing to syncopated music or getting loaded or violating ordinary canons of sexual behavior, I applaud all of this because it's an impulse to return to what is felt by the body, what is authentic, what is archaic. And when you, when you tease apart these archaic impulses, at the very center of all these impulses is the, the desire to return to a world of magical empowerment of feeling. And at the center of that impulse is the shaman, stoned, intoxicated on plants, speaking with the spirit helpers, dancing in the moonlight, and vivifying and invoking a world of conscious living mystery. That's what the world is. The world is not an unsolved problem for scientists or sociologists. The world is a living mystery. Our birth, our death, our being in the moment, these are mysteries. They are doorways opening on to unimaginable vistas of self-exploration, empowerment, and hope for the human enterprise. And our culture has killed that taken it away from us, made us consumers of shoddy products and shoddier ideals. We have to get away from that. And the way to get away from it is by a return to the authentic experience of the body. And that means sexually empowering ourselves, and it means getting loaded, exploring the mind as a tool for personal and social transformation. Uh, the, the hour is late. Clock is ticking. We will be judged very harshly if we fumble the ball. We are the inheritors of millions and millions of years of successfully lived lives and successful adaptations to changing conditions in the natural world. Now the challenge passes to us, the living, that the yet to be born may have a place to put their feet and a sky to walk under. And that's what the psychedelic experience is about, is caring for, empowering, and building a future that honors the past, honors the planet, and honors the power of the human imagination. There is nothing as powerful, as capable of transforming itself and the planet as the human imagination. Let's not sell it straight. Let's not whore ourselves to nitwit ideologies. Let's not give our control over to the least among us. Rather, you know, claim your place in the sun and 
go forward into the light. The tools are there. The path is known. You simply have to turn your back on a culture that has gone sterile and dead and get with the program of a living world and a re-empowerment of the imagination. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, that was Terrence McKenna. Um, yeah, it's pretty intense what he has to say. I really uh, enjoy it. That's uh, yeah, a dire warning that you know. if we don't, uh, if we don't abide by some natural laws and and um, um, utilize those around us that can, uh, you know, activate. Maybe you could call it channels to make the right decisions, we are doomed. And I think this we have said this before in this program, the decision makers that we have uh, in this world right now are very poor in spirit. They don't have it. And this is, I think, why we end up with decisions, political decisions, the way that we do. And I think why the world is in tatters, basically, because we have the wrong people at the helm. And uh, Terence McKenna is obviously convinced that shamanic uh, traditions could help us out or would be the only people that could help us out interesting i mean like i'm i'm not sure that i can totally uh, you know uh, envision something like that but it might be worth a try after yeah. we have uh, completely failed the other way yeah exactly I, you know uh, that would be the Badger Crazy Cats would be uh, yes in charge. So. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a little bit of shamanic training. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and when he talks about the parts of the schizophrenia, schizophrenia or alternative states and um, all these words, it's like, um, you hear, I was just thinking, like, you hear me use, uh, or we use um, uh, audio recordings about people with schizophrenia, it comes up, comes up a lot. Um, it's definitely like I think I hope I throw in there when I do talk about uh, one has been talked about is like um, you know it's it's an interesting state and I think it, it's like within the spectrum of schizophrenia you'll find like it, it, if you're gonna look at it it's diagnostically <laughs> but there's a spectrum you know it's like anything's on the spectrum and everybody's experiences uh, possibilities Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know uh, what what else. Um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that we are still on. Jeez, I'm just so freaking distracted oh, today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, no, okay. But let's go back to Terrence. Like, I don't know where I was going with that. Let's just go back to what he was saying. Like, it was perfect. Like, it was like serendipitous. You know, like what he's talking about there. Yeah, he said after the clock you, is after ticking. After you had, you know... I guess, I don't know how old this is, but he said the clock is ticking, and I'm thinking about this. I don't know if if, if everybody has seen that doomsday clock that they have every year at New Year's Eve on TV, and uh, they're, you know, they're mucking around with it. It was five minutes for several years, and then it was four minutes, and I think now it's three minutes before 12. You know, we are, our doomsday clock is... Uh, uh, yeah. You know, they can't set it back, I guess. I, I guess they could, but they haven't tried to set it back yet. They're always moving it forward. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's the 11th hour, people, you know, do something, you know. Yeah. There are, there are mentally ill people out there, like, neurodiverse, like uh, me and DJ Aftermath, that you can use as resources to get this stuff organized differently hmm. yeah maybe like we're not the best examples but you know we can point you in the right direction you know just uh, don't yeah. uh, don't look uh, don't leave every you know you don't you people when you recruit politicians you always say i didn't leave any stone unturned but it looks like you're leaving a lot of stones unturned hmm. And uh, always come up with the same type people. 
like uh, these politicians they're like robots you can exchange them out and they're always the same you know they there's no discernible differential feature in somebody like Stephen Harper or Justin Trudeau they are you know they are all cut from the same disgusting cloth you know they're 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 not you know they're they're, they're not not ever going to do anything very courageous. They're always going to go along the lines of the least resistance, and they're not going to affect major change. No, that shows that, uh, you know, that's been around, that model has been around for ages, and uh, it's t time to, um, you know, delete it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be too late. I don't know. <laughs> Just let them muck it all up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Humanity might just more or less disappear. Yeah. <laughs> if humanity doesn't disappear, maybe all that's left is small uh, tribes that can resurrect the shamanic traditions scattered around you know, after catastrophes. You know, there are like 10 people here, 15 people there. You know, completely uh, isolated. They can't get to each other. They make they make tribes and uh, start all over again. It's kind of like a apocalypse, post-apocalyptic vision. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Would you Would you want to go and train with a shaman and be a shaman? Uh, no, 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 no. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, oh, well, actually, I yeah, I guess so, because I explored it a lot um, over the years, and I was really influenced by, um, you know, Carlos uh, Castaneda, um, some of his writings, and um, uh, about his explorations with Don Juan in Mexico. Um, Don Juan was considered a, a shaman, I guess. And this is a really interesting series of books that he wrote. And, and, um, and, and you know, the conscious, different consciousness that he traveled through. And this is, I don't know, I just talk about it because I know it exists. It's like, that's my escape. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm escaping from the subject we're talking about. <laughs> 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 You're escaping into the, into the, uh, tr into the um, soul travels of the shamans. <laughs> it's like a. Um, so, anyways, I was no, I was, I wasn't really an escape. What am I talking about? See, I'm being brainwashed, yo. I swear <laughs> that they've implanted a chip in me in the hospital. Like, like, I didn't mean to say that. Like, what it, the fuck oh. is that, anyways? You know, like. Oh my god. You yeah. mean you're not saying escape, you're saying, what um, do you saying instead? Um, I, uh, hmm, I always, like, I thought maybe they could, you know, take the, this is just, like, it's so hard to talk about this, but, um, you know, uh, these dark entities, other people, like, you know, it's like, and, and it's like it's a, I can't like I feel I can't really cross into that culture like into you know and and be healed that way like <laughs> I don't know it just feels like it's just it's just like I don't know how 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 I'm gonna do it like I don't you know I, I feel that it, every culture has something like you can you know they they use especially um, indigenous cultures and um, in healing and and what and. Uh, yeah, I think it's a... Uh... Do you think the dark entities need to be taken out first? Um, uh. You're doing your automated talking, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I, I'm sorry, I'm really frazzled. DJ Aftermath can... From DJ Aftermath oh, okay, let me... Let me come out like okay. you. You are being totally honest. Like you know, we're talking you know honestly about Brian here and and oh, yeah. and uh, and what's going on with the stupid stupid response, the stupid world that we're you know 
starting to surround ourselves in. Like, yeah, it's really, it's really absurd. It's hard to, it's, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I've seen it with my other friend got cancel cultured in the, in the college for saying a few things, and they almost took her job away. Mm -hmm. now, that was a few years ago. I've seen this, and obviously we've seen it in the media, you know, cancel culture is, like, alive and well. Everybody gets cancel cultured every once in a while. And but that doesn't mean that it's appropriate only because it's done, at all. But anyway, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Let's let's go back to you. So you wanted to say something about being super honest, like right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like you know, uh, holy. Um, uh, I don't know. I uh, I wish like at the moment. Because I'm kind of frazzled, <laughs> um, I could think of this. I, I I'm, I'm going through this uh, intense uh, experience um, with, uh, you know, um, past uh, trauma, <laughs> like uh, right now, and with you know, it's like guidance with, like with someone. No guidance with someone that's like, you know, comes to see me like. He's been seeing me a couple times, like, you know, you know, once a week with mental health, right? And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's like, I'm in this intense, like, you know, state of being, like, the, the, the aftermath of just, like, seeing, uh... I'm saying when you, after you see him, a lot of shit comes up? Y yeah, like, I, I, I'm, I'm so fucked up yesterday, you know, and I'm so, like, I'm vibrating inside, like, too, you know, and so... It's just like it, the intensity of my experience right now is like an intensity of your experience right now too. It's like, you know, I, um, uh, you know, it's just like uh, some a little thrown off, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we're kind of not one hundred percent fully one. Uh, like in, <laughs> yeah, in the bad show shit right crazies, now. right? The bad. We should yell. be more in the show. The show. The, the show. bad shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try something here. Okay. What should we do? Like, okay, music. we have a choice, but this music, okay, we have a choice. Like, we can play, uh, let's see, like, um, some of the stuff that we played, or uh, we could play some of the stuff we played from November 2nd, or, yeah, which, sure. be, yeah, hey, and I'm just gonna play it for a bit, and here we go. It's like, uh, this is called Crying Earth by Olaf's. It's, oh, what's the second? Just bear with me, it's gonna be. We uh, pretend that we know every song that we played for every episode. <laughs> this is from oh, November 12th, so we're just repeating it. <laughs> is it going? Maybe it's going, let's see. Yeah, yeah, it's going. Okay, here we go. I'll let it play for a couple songs. Yeah, but the, 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 the,
We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. If you have a hallucination, you need this kind of music. No, this is hallucination. Oh, you are Big Chief Heart Rate, Big Beat, B-E-Y-I, 
Progressing towards the radio station on Quadra today, we <laughs> no, I mean on Ga Ga Galliano <laughs> Fantasy I'm Island. There. Just up there in the back in in the interdimensional spaces. spaces. We were talking about a, a, a genetic uh, function or maybe we could call it malfunction that has been discovered, not sufficiently explored, but uh, it's uh, in the field of epigenics. Uh, there is um, some proof has been dis discovered that uh, uh, traumatizing events will uh, uh, turn uh, will turn a gene um, into an active gene, and it will be inheritable uh, from the parents to the children. And this is what we often talk about when we try to show what intergenerational trauma does to people yeah and yeah that's the biological like aspect of it yeah that's really good it's always interesting like i don't know like why why is it has to be like science has to say it you know science says says this people have known this for a long time and, uh, and uh, Yes, we've known for a long time that, um, for example, children that have been in foster care are so much more likely to end up homeless than children that have grown up in a, a, a two-parent household, no matter how traumatizing that might be. Yeah, and even the foster homes, like they're pretty severe. I, uh, I've met a lot of uh, um, friends that, you know, gone through that, that 
that system and oh it, you know it's pretty traumatic I used to be other stuff of PTSD like if you you know this affected them it's like said in this very yeah. uh, negative way well first of all we have we would have to assume that the parents the actual birth parents must have been in a traumatizing situation yeah to give up the child yeah you know i can't remember if they so this is a, you know i guess this is it's a fun fact in a way like um again it's like it's really hard it's like we have to wait for science to say that's okay when people have understood that for a long time and the problems with, with that yeah and understanding the problem doesn't mean that we have any assistance for those experiencing the problem either. We don't know what to do with intergenerational trauma and how to heal it. We oh, just well, actually, you know, I've been listening to some, um, some work, you know, that's being done around it uh, lately. And um, uh, I was just listening to, uh, I guess it was like uh, um, on YouTube and, and whatnot. And... Uh, people are talking about, you know, from different, um, um, uh, let's see, I don't know, it's just weird, was there like, it wasn't a new word, like, I, I'm, you know, I get, I, I don't, I, indigenous, but there was another word that was used to, to describe indigenous, and, and, uh, um, wow, what were we just, hold it, where were we going with that? Well, we're talking about the genetic uh, problem, problematics and, and uh, proof uh, of uh, intergenerational trauma by way of genetic analysis. Because there is, a, a, you know, the, a gene has been found that looks like it would be, uh, you know, epigenetically changed as a result of trauma and then inheritable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's uh, I was trying to say, there's work around that. I actually uh, recorded, uh, downloaded some stuff and... Um, uh, indigenous, especially I was looking at indigenous uh, um, people of uh, um, Canada and um, some American too, and the healing that they, they, you know, it's like white man has such an uh, apocalyptic kind of vision, of, you know, of going forward here. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's like really amazing that you know they're stuck in that that mindset, where then when you can have it like this. Like, uh, you know, this is the other opposite side. You mean there is hope for humanity yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I. I don't like you know like I I. I'm, I see the worst in <laughs> myself actually. It's a uh, it's terrible. Like I was I say remember saying to you the other day it's like. Um, you know how every generation, maybe every couple of generations, they tie together. They they experience something significant. You know, really significant. Like the you mentioned the telephone, uh, the revolution, like you mentioned, the French Revolution, uh, the Industrial Revolution. Um, yeah, so there's these leaps. Um, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> anyways. So I, I, it's interesting. I, I, I went from this ah. I don't know. Uh, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, when we were talking about this, I also uh, started talking about my own childhood with parents that went were born in the during the Second World War, and were deeply traumatized by those events, and uh, obviously their parents too, who were you know. Uh, some of them had to fight at the front line. I, I'm from Germany originally, which makes it an, uh, which is another kind of idiotic coincidence regarding Brian and his swastika. Yeah. And pe I've I've always said people don't understand that the Germans were the first victims of Hitler, and they had to, you know, they had to endure quite a lot of things that were quite drastic. I mean, okay, they did a lot of them, you know, had to face going to the concentration camp also because anybody that even had the little, the tiniest inkling of being a homosexual would be sent there. And it was, you know, a little bit like uh, the mayor of your town accusing you of being a homosexual, boom, you would be in the concentration camp. And 
it uh, looks like it's coming back. And anyway, what I'm more trying to say is that fascism um, is alive and well. I have a lot. I, a lot yeah. it's, it's coming. It's like that, it, that in itself, that reaction in itself is fascist. It's like fascism. Fascist just got a fascist element to it. Like, it has a fascist element like, to it. It's a whole, yeah, it's, it's like that's um, what we've become. Like it's like forget about community connection. Like maybe uh, you know, like. Uh, an understanding of each other, like, it's just, yeah. It's a little bit like Trudeau not talking to the truckers, you know, the truckers go to Ottawa. Why do they go to Ottawa? Because the big monkey is there and they want to talk to him about them losing their jobs because they, are not, they don't want to be vaccinated because they don't believe that the science is there for the vaccination. And, you know, there is all manner of argumentation that you can throw at the current science that can debunk it in the future. I mean, I'm not saying we, we shouldn't be using the best science there is, but um, I don't see the science there to mandate a vaccine for anybody. And I am definitely not truckers. Now, truckers are not um, in contact with a lot of people doing their jobs. And they um, can sanitize their hands and wear masks, and they can do all kinds of things in the few minutes of the day that they are in contact with somebody. And um, yet, they lose their jobs from not being vaccinated. And um, I can see why they would want to go and talk to somebody about that. And of course, nobody wants to talk to them. They want to just criminalize them, take their money away, and ostracize them, and get the rest of the country to hate them. So that's fascism. What they did, uh, what they did with signs, I think I said this last week, sorry to repeat myself, what they did with signs in the Third Reich, they told everybody that signs showed that every Jew has typhoid, and to stay away from these people, they're a public health risk. And uh, again, cement in their decision to incarcerate them keep them away from people. Now, typhoid is not a very fun disease. If you think COVID is bad, you know, try and try and uh, survive a typhoid infection. And um, of course, there is no such science to say that all Jews have typhoid. That was an invented science. Oh. Yeah, when we were talking about in the intergenerational um, trauma, um, yeah, it's just like there's, there's different ceremonies. like. And storytelling, I, I think it's yeah. I do have another one of Terrace McKinnon. Maybe he talked about it in this one. They're always like talking about how um um uh, yeah. about uh, about healing intergenerational trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Um. So yeah, I know it was uh it was yeah it corresponded that with that with uh, uh in indigenous uh you know, regaining their stories and their narrative back and sharing that with each other and and uh, empowering each other with these stories again. And it's just like, you know, that it's given confidence. It's like, it's, it's, it's they, you know, there's being able to move into their own world, their own, um, you know, uh, their own worlds. And they've never had that opportunity before. And, uh, and so... You know, it's like the youth, it's especially with this music and hallucination. And hallucination, and who did I play before that? I'm scared to move this on the browser. Was it hallucination? Ah, shoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I lost it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, okay, both. Oh, it's called Olax. The crying of Earth is the first one. There's a, um, so it's the youth, you know, they've taken their traditional this is this is their their way of you know empowering themselves once again you know like reclaiming themselves uh what was it the, re, empowering themselves and reclaiming themselves and and um you know their their histories their their way of life because that way of life is you know astounding it's like so much to to learn from there you know all the way from like you know yeah and while well, i hear there's I don't know. There's just there's, there's kind of a controversy. I don't know if you heard about this, but there's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I better not go into that right now. No, no. Um, 
Um, but anyways, so yeah, the, the, through these uh, shared uh, 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 ceremonies and and uh, I've taken the 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 what was you know old in in that culture in terms of sound and bringing that forward to you know uh, newer beats like rap beats and hip hop uh, uh, electronica and and then inspiring the youth which you know they they could because that that youth needs to be inspired and empowered with themselves you know again and and this is a way of, of being able to do that is blending this music together and that you know that people love going out and they get their his their music on line and or uh, you know going out to their shows that they would have and it's just like so powerful you know like to have these djs playing this music yeah for a change yeah and um so that's 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 one of the one of the ones that they for for music and the youth and and well without you know, being too disruptive here but you know there <laughs> there used to be a lot of good culture coming out of germany too it might not have been native uh, oh not, yeah not necessarily yeah. before the war but yeah it, you know there, it was native a long long time ago like the neanderthals are maybe a good example i don't know but yeah you know. it goes back forever forever and ever and ever yeah. and the yeah. that you know that um that whole um, culture was, you know, not necessarily uh, revived for uh, the people of my generation, and I, I personally have contact with a lot of a lot of people from my generation from Germany that are all damaged by uh, their, you know, childhood PTSD and by their parents being, you know, uh, I guess damaged by the war and not being able to raise children in a good way which you know that can be blamed back on the war and uh, the uh, you know utter devastation of germany after the war and the having the having the effort of rebuilding and the trauma associated with that the dep deprivation and the the poverty and the um, trauma associated with that and um, not, I, I don't really want to diminish on what the natives had to go, First Nations had to go through, uh, though, and I Yeah, I I, I, it goes across all cultures, it goes across all peoples, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah that's for sure. I understand that, um, uh, I understand that they have, you know, probably a, a, a very, interesting approach on healing intergenerational trauma and i don't even think that you know that other cultures more say more advanced or western cultures have really cottoned on to the problems with intergenerational trauma that that we have um and um you know, e you, it could easily be said for for the black, um, the blacks in the United States, because a lot of them were involuntarily deported. Yeah, yeah, it was watching. And was that can stick in your bones if you want to use that expression, or in your DNA. Yeah, absolutely. And that you know that kind of trauma definitely doesn't get reconciled when all of a sudden the United States decide that they're not going to teach that kind of history in the classrooms anymore. Whereas uh, even if even the knowledge of it gets eradicated, the trauma definitely is never going to get healed. And um, uh, we, sa uh, we said, I think, in the car before that the genetic marker for this trauma that they have discovered sticks in the person, in the, uh, into the uh, genetic makeup that is passed on generation after generation for, what did you say, about six generations or seven generations? Uh, yeah, five or six, uh, five or six, or maybe more, like, yeah, uh, um, maybe more, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, we, we uh, were talking about, um, yeah. again, the swastika incident, and we said we're going to uh, paint David stars on our painted vehicles, for, uh, that we have for our gallery and um, uh, DJ Aftermath said what's David and I said that David was that old king that 
you know, it took eight generations from David to produce Jesus. So maybe the the magic number is eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, you can ask the magic eight ball. You know what that is? <laughs> yeah, the magic. Eight, no, I don't know what that is. It's just it's just an eight ball. It looks like a size smaller, a little smaller than a a, a bowling ball. It's all black and it has well, it's just not quite all black, but it's mostly black and has this white sort of circle. And okay, uh, with a window in it. Do you know 